Today on episode 331 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, one of my clients recently got an email from her email provider telling her she had to agree to their new terms of service or her email account would be canceled. Well, today we're going to talk about that email and the big mistake she made when she received it. Another episode of The Computer Tutor Tips, Tricks, and Advice from a Computer Pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Good morning, and welcome back to the Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. And on this podcast, I like to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And everything we talk about here will be in just regular, plain English. No techie computer geek words. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, what I do is fix computers. And even though I'm in Florida and you might be somewhere else, I can still fix your computer. You and I get on the phone and you just sit back and watch the magic happen. So if your computer is not doing what it's supposed to do, give me a call 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's tip can be seen at my website, and that's at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 331. So let's get started. Today we're talking about an email. Now, this episode is a case study. This particular email is a good example of something that's very common. And when I saw it, I thought, okay, this is definitely something that I can talk about on the podcast and people can learn from. So I'm glad you're here, ready to learn. I got this email not too long ago. But it wasn't actually sent to me originally. It was sent to one of my clients. We're going to call her Mary. Mary got this email and forwarded it to me because she was concerned. The email said it was from AOL and that her AOL email account was in danger of being terminated. Now, if you've heard me talk about AOL in the past, you know, I might say, hey, getting cut off from using AOL, that's actually a good thing because it would be hard to find a crappier email service. But that's a different story. Mary definitely did not want to lose her AOL account. So first, I'll just read you the text of the email, and then we can talk about it. Here's what it said. Dear customer, this is a final warning. And those words were in all caps. We emailed you last month to let you know about changes we're making to our terms of service and privacy policy. These changes are key steps toward creating what's next for our consumers, like you, while empowering them with transparency and controls over how and when their data is used. You can learn about AOL and what these policies mean for you here, which is a link, as well as more about the changes in our FAQs, which is another link. In order to continue to access your AOL email account after August 10, 2019, you will need to confirm you accept the terms of service. We also need a few moments of your time to explain how we manage your data and provide you with some choices in relation to the processing of that data. And then there's a separate line that says, click here to start, which is also a link. If you do not want the new terms of service and privacy policy to apply to you, you will no longer be able to access your account from August 10, 2019. 
If you would like the contents of your email account, you may obtain a copy of your data by clicking here and yet another link. Thank you for your time and cooperation. Sounds pretty scary, right? So Mary saw that email in her inbox and without thinking it through, she made one big mistake. She clicked on one of the links. This is one rule you should learn today if you don't already know it. Never click on something if you don't know for sure where that link is going to take you. And how can you know where the link goes unless you click on it? Well, we'll talk about that in just a minute. So Mary clicked on one of the links in the email, and it took her to a website that asked her for her AOL email address and password. Now she started to wonder about this whole thing, and fortunately, she didn't enter any information into that form. If she had, there's a good chance she actually would have lost her AOL email account. Not because AOL canceled it, but because the scammer who sent that email would take over the account and Mary wouldn't be able to access it anymore. So she forwarded the email to me to see if I would check on it to see whether it was legit and what she needed to do. And I'll say this to you, you can do the same thing. If you get an email that seems suspicious and you just want me to check it out, just forward it to me at pctutor at gmail.com. Just say, hey, Scott, I listened to your podcast. Can you let me know if this email is legit or if it's a scam? I'm happy to do that for you because you listen to my podcast. But there are a few things that were in that email that were a clue that it was just a scam. And these are things that you can look for, so you can probably identify a scam email without even having to send it to me. The first thing I noticed was the from address. If an email is actually from someone at AOL, then their email address will end with at AOL.com. The sender of this email was decomer at prodigy.net.mx. Prodigy was a popular internet service back in the 90s. I can't even remember the last time I saw a Prodigy email. And the fact that it ends in .mx means that the sender is probably somewhere in Mexico. So that tells you it's pretty likely that this email did not actually originate from AOL. And the other big giveaway in this email are the links they want you to click on. There are actually six clickable links in the body of the email. And guess what? They all go to the same website address. You know, really, the scammer doesn't care which one you click on. He just wants you to click. But that's exactly what you shouldn't do. What you need to do is find out exactly where that link is going to take you. And here's how you do that. On one of those links, do a right click, and in the new menu that shows up, click on either copy link address or copy hyperlink or something similar. The menu option that appears might be slightly different depending on how you read your email. Then once you've done that, open notepad on your computer and in a new blank note, do a right click and choose paste. And what you see there is the actual website address where that link was going to take you. When I did that for this email, the website address that was displayed was definitely not AOL or anything to do with AOL. It was an address for someone's OneDrive account, and the actual page was just a form that was created in Excel. Of course, they put AOL at the top to make it look official, but I'm pretty sure AOL doesn't store their customer forms on a private OneDrive account. Clearly, this was just a form created by the scammer, 
And on the form, it asks you for your email address and your email password, which of course you should never give out unless you are 100% sure who you're giving it to and that they can be trusted. In this case, we have no idea who's getting this information. So fortunately, Mary did not submit her information on the fake form. She went back and forwarded that original mail on to me. The interesting part is that Microsoft puts a big warning on the bottom of every one of these forms telling people to never give out your password to anyone you don't know. And that was on the bottom of this form. So even though right above that, the scammer is asking specifically for your password. But guess what? Some people don't read those warnings and they give out their password or other private information and they end up with a big headache. So don't let that be you. And wow, do I have a crazy story for you on my other podcast. Diana was a medical flight nurse, and one day she was on a flight with a patient, a pilot and a co-pilot, and the patient's husband. They came in for a landing in Lexington, Kentucky, and quickly realized the plane had no brakes. They went right off the end of the runway and over a 60-foot cliff. Then the plane slid on its belly across a six-lane road, and it was on fire. You can hear Diana tell all about what happened that day on my other podcast called What Was That Like? You can listen to it on any podcast app, including Spotify, or at the website at whatwasthatlike.com slash 34. And I love seeing you buy lots of stuff on Amazon. I don't actually see you buy the stuff. I just see what gets purchased. I shop at Amazon all the time, too, because it's convenient. They got everything I want. And I really appreciate it when you shop at Amazon using my affiliate link, which is computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop, S-H-O-P. Because when you shop there using that link, I just get a little bit back from Amazon every time you buy something. And that helps out with putting out this podcast. And I deeply appreciate that. And if you want to get in touch with me, I always love to hear from you. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. Or you can call my podcast voicemail line, 727-386-9468, and leave a message there anytime, day or night. And that'll do it for this episode, but I'll be back here in two weeks with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website computertutorflorida.com and while you're there sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter if you have a computer problem give me a call at 727-254-9078 in many cases I can take care of a problem remotely so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida up in Maine or way out in California I'd love to help thanks again for listening and have a great week God bless My wife got angry at me for kicking ice cubes in the kitchen, but now it's just all water under the fridge. <laughs>